I know, I know, it's football season, but the Big Ten got disrespected by the AP's preseason basketball poll. We got to talk a little bit about it. You are locked on Big Ten. Your daily podcast on the Big Ten Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey, welcome into the show. Thanks for tuning in to Locked On Big Ten. I'm your host, Nate Dickinson. Coming up on the program today, we're going to break down some other big takeaways from the weekend in Big Ten football. Look at all the other games that weren't those two big ones in the East and the West. But before we get into any of that, I got to talk AP basketball polls with you. Nate Dickinson here, host of Locked On Big Ten. We're going to have a good one for you today. Thank you for making Locked On Big Ten your first listen every single weekday. Let's get into these polls. The Big Ten gets three teams into the preseason top 25 in basketball. They rank out as at the very top. Number in number 13 is Indiana. Number 22 is Michigan. Number 23 is Illinois and the Fighting Illini. A whole bunch of other Big Ten teams did also receive votes. Uh, Purdue would be number 29 if the in the country if the AP rankings went that far. Michigan State would be at 31. Ohio State 35, Iowa 36, and Rutgers at 37 all bunched in together. So plenty of Big Ten teams getting representation in this top 25 poll. But that does not take away from the disrespect that we're talking about at the very top of this poll. I mentioned Indiana at number 13, the top-ranked team in the Big Ten. It marks the first time since 1977, 45 years, that the Big Ten has gone into a season without an AP Top 10 team. And if you ask me, it's just the AP getting it wrong. There is easily a Top 10 team in this conference. If you ask me, you should put Indiana in there. I thought everybody here in this top 25 could have been marked up another notch, like four or five spots. Indiana at 13, Michigan at 22, Illinois at 23, Purdue not even in the top 25 and going to have an All-American player on that roster to start the season. I don't know why it turned out this way. And you can see as you go further down, of course, some votes went to other Big Ten teams that maybe took away from some of the Big Ten teams that are up there. But we mentioned it's in the preseason for football, too, because there was little representation in the Big Ten then. This does not mean that people think that, say, for example, Ohio State is the 35th best team in the country. It means that there are a few media members who put them somewhere in their top 25. These pollsters aren't ranking past number 25 on the list. So if the name's here, it means that somebody who does this professionally thinks that that team is a top 25 team. That still does not take away, I think, from the disrespect that we're seeing going into this season from the Big Ten. I'll agree. The Big Ten is more wide open this season. The Big Ten lost a whole lot of talent from last season. And last season was a year in which there was a remarkable amount, remarkable amount of NBA talent on Big Ten basketball courts throughout the year. But the Big Ten has built up a reputation that's better than this. And it deserves to have teams ranked higher than what they are. Even if you don't think Indiana is one of the 10 best teams in the country here. And you'll look all the way through the top 10 and say, okay, well, who do you kick out to put Indiana in? And I don't know who it is. But I think the point is that across the board here, we're seeing a weaker perception of Big Ten basketball this season. 
something that's going to be need to be proven wrong and something that I think in a way that the football has not been able to do. Basketball will be able to step up to that call. When we were having this conversation at the beginning of football season, particularly with the Big Ten West, it was all about, hey, this is all wide open. Anyone can win this side of the conference, and it'll all just come down to who plays best. And that has held true to this point. I just feel like the whole basketball conference is getting that kind of a vibe right now in an unwarranted way. The Big Ten West has earned the kind of reputation that it has right now. But the entire Big Ten basketball conference, having three top 25 teams, having zero teams in the top 10 and only one in the top 20, we all know that the Big Ten's better than that. We all know there's more than one top 20 team at the end of the season that's going to be at these polls. So what is it that has people thinking it's just not there right now? The talent will be there. Yes, there was a lot of it lost. But a whole lot's coming back too, and some really good recruits as well. I think the Big Ten's ready to play big basketball, as always. I don't know if it's just what's going on elsewhere around the country that has media members not thinking the same. But I, I took it as, a, as insulting, almost. That an Indiana wouldn't be higher, a Purdue wouldn't even be in the top 25, things like that. I mean, maybe I'm just a little bit delusional here and optimistic on what's going on into the season, but what I'm seeing in these polls right now is not reflective of what I think the Big Ten's talent level is. This conference is better than what the numbers, at least according to these media members, are telling us. Only other news from around the Big Ten over the last couple of days actually comes from the ACC. ACC Media Day, Syracuse head coach Jim Beheim had some comments on the Big Ten's performance in the recent NCAA tournament. Uh, if you don't know, it wasn't good. Only one team to the second weekend, zero teams, of course, to the Final Four. Meanwhile, the ACC put together three Elite Eight teams, and Beheim points that out. He points out the better record in the tournament. Uh, exact quote from him, and I quote, You can say what you want about the Big Ten. They sucked in the tournament. To me, that's what they did. All of their wins were in their league. If you can't play in the NCAA tournament, then you're not good. Beheim's right, of course. If you can't win in the tournament, you're going to lose some of that reputability. And, I mean, I guess we're seeing that a little bit in the top 25 polls here. But also, as things got into tournament time, it had become kind of a joke that the Big Ten was going to be bad. And the conference somehow even exceeded those expectations and were even worse. At the same time, you have to understand that, as always, Jim Beheim's going to say what helps Jim Beheim and the Syracuse Orange the most. So, at ACC Media Days... That is responding to whatever question it was he was asked by saying, hey, Big Ten sucked before ACC's really good. We should get more ACC teams in the tournament. Said this after Syracuse missed the tournament last season and had an under 500 season. He's not wrong. But as the headline comes out, I feel like you get a little bit of an idea. Okay, this is less about the Big Ten and more about the Syracuse Orange and the ACC and trying to make things as advantageous as he can for them. Jim Beheim's been doing it for a while. He's got some experience with that stuff. That's a look at the top 25 polls. We're going to talk more about it in depth with Jacob Rood on tomorrow's show. He's our Hoosiers co host, of, co of course, and our expert on all things basketball when we get to Big Ten season. So we'll get his thoughts on what he has with Indiana and the rest of the rankings here. I'm very interested to see what he has to say about where everyone is stacked up. 
We're going to get into Big Ten football talk, go over and close the door on last weekend. Some final thoughts on the other games we didn't get to outside of Penn State, Michigan, and Minnesota, Illinois yesterday. If you want to hear more on those games, of course, tune into the show for Monday here on Locked On Big Ten. Of course, as always, feel free to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts on YouTube and on Twitter, too. It's at Locked On Big Ten. That's one zero at the end, not T-E-N. Before we get to that here on the program, from cringing at the pump to getting an eye-popping check from your favorite restaurant, inflation is hitting us all where it hurts. And it really hurts. That's why I started using Upside. Upside is an incredible app for anyone who buys gas. To get started, download the free Upside app. Use the promo code LOCKED and get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. Upside users are earning more than a million dollars every week. Download the free Upside app and use promo code LOCKED to get $5 off or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. That's $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more using promo code LOCKED. All right, let's get some final takeaways from the last weekend of football in the Big Ten. Once more, we talked about Minnesota and Illinois and Penn State, Michigan on yesterday's show. If you want to hear more about that, go listen to yesterday's show. I have three takeaways, though, from the other three games around the Big Ten. And the biggest, I think, from those second-tier games is that Maryland doesn't have the defense to be really good. The Maryland Terrapins offense has been something that I have been looking forward to seeing in the preseason and have been excited about throughout the year because Talia Tungavaloa has been doing what he does. He airs the ball out, Maryland lets him do so, and the Terrapins have been able to put up a whole lot of points as a result of that. This year has been no different. He's been really good. There's, of course, been other things that have happened, but overall the offense is putting up its points. And I was thinking that, okay, after another year of going through this, Maybe the Terps have figured it out to a point where they can actually compete for something here in the Big Ten. Not the Big Ten, they're in the East, but something. As it stands right now, I still think Maryland can be a decent team. This is still a team that only lost by a touchdown to Michigan and was in that game. But the way they keep allowing other teams to score just is going to keep holding them back. Uh, Maryland gave up 33 points to Indiana, which is just kind of unacceptable if you're playing the Big Ten football. You need to be able to hold those teams to less than those amounts of points. Uh, Connor Bazelak was 70% passing for the Hoosiers. He was very, very accurate and able to hit whoever he wanted to. He had never hit 60% passing once the entire season, never gone over 60% passing the entire season in a game up to that point. He had the second most passing yards of the season for Indiana outside of the Indiana win over Illinois to start the year, which is looking like more and more of a head-scratcher as we go throughout the whole season. Even with only 36 yards on 32 carries for the Hoosiers, they averaged their most yards per play of the entire season. That's not good enough. And if you're a Maryland team that wants to take a next step, here's what's holding you back right there. The fact that a team like Indiana can go out there and not only score points against you, but do it in a way that's so efficient that you're thinking, okay, what is this team really going to be able to stop here? And again, the run game for Indiana was non-existent, so Bazelak had to throw it. But the fact that he was able to be mark- noticeably better than in any other game he had been so far this season, 
That's concerning if you're a Maryland a Maryland fan. 442 total yards of offense for Maryland in that game. That should be more than a five-point win over Indiana. That amount of offense should get you more than what you got in that game. You got a five-point win, you got 38 points. But on the other side of the football, things are still just lacking too much. And that's what's really, really going to be holding Maryland back. How you hadn't gotten close to winning a game in a month, and that win was against Western Kentucky. This was not a good victory for Maryland. The offense looked good, but man, I'm still a whole lot worried about being able to beat anyone who's decent with the defense that the Terps are putting out there. My second note, we mentioned last week, Michigan State and Wisconsin, I thought was the game to decide who could play spoiler the rest of the way. Both these teams, I don't think are noticeably great. I mean, Wisconsin can still win the West with the way things are over there. But with the talent they have out there and the execution they've been showing, I'm thinking, okay, these teams aren't going to win a ton of games, but I still think there's enough there to be able to beat a really good team and be that kind of spoiler upset squad. Michigan State was the team that showed up and said, hey, we'll be that team this year. Because I didn't see anything different from Wisconsin in this game. Yeah, the Badgers scored maybe more points than we're used to, but Graham Mertz was still the same old Graham Mertz. Braylon Allen was still the same old Braylon Allen, which was extremely efficient and just being a bell cow of a running back. But I saw nothing different from Wisconsin. To be fair, I didn't see a whole lot different from Michigan State, but what I did see was a great performance from Peyton Thorne. Thorne finishes the night 21-28, 265 yards and a pair of touchdowns. That's good enough to win. Good enough to win legit ball games against legit football teams. And if he can show up and do that again against a really good team, I do still think Michigan has enough talent throughout what they have and what they've picked up in that transfer portal in the offseason to be able to knock off a Michigan or an Ohio State. It's one of those kind of things where, yeah, no, they're not nearly good enough. But, I mean, we've seen these Spartans are feisty in the same way that the Badgers are always feisty. And they win that game and show that, hey, we've got something more than what we've seen so far this season. If Graham Mertz comes out and has that game and Wisconsin still loses, I'm saying the same thing about Wisconsin now. It was the play of Thorne that had me thinking, oh, okay, maybe there is at least some other next degree for this team to get to. I did not see that with Wisconsin in that game. And finally, I had no idea what to take away from Purdue and Nebraska. It seems like there's one of these games every single week that make no sense, and this was the one that took the cake from over the weekend. I have no idea if Aiden O'Connell is just that good. He won Big Ten Co-Offensive Player of the Week, 391 and four touchdowns. Is Nebraska just getting a little bit better, so they were able to keep up with Purdue on offense? I mean, Casey Thompson, 354 on just 29 passes. That's something that should have me feeling something. That's something that should have me saying, oh, okay, maybe Nebraska's getting better. Maybe Casey Thompson can be the guy. But just looking at everything that happened in this game, I look back at it and I think, man, I still have no idea what happens next week with either of these teams. Absolutely no clue. Like Nebraska could lay an egg next week. Purdue could just have zero offense next week. And I would be not surprised in any way whatsoever. We knew Aiden O'Connell had that big arm, and he showed it off maybe more than he had in any other game this season. 
But, but again, I, I don't think we learned anything huge about either of these teams. And I, like, I want to learn. I want to be like, okay, Trey Parker with his 230, or Trey Palmer with his 237 yards on seven catches with a pair of touchdowns. That's a Randy Moss line. That's a connection. Like, oh, okay. Like, I'll look out for it. I want to see if they can keep it going in the future. But does this have me believing that that's what Nebraska is? No. Does this have me believing that this is what Purdue is? No. I have no clue what to make of this game, and we'll see what happens next week. Nebraska has been an absolute mystery throughout this entire season with how they've done every single individual game out. We're going to wrap things up by taking a look at some midseason All-American players. CBS released halfway through the year a list of All-Americans for every position throughout the roster, and the Big Ten had the most representation out of any conference in football. It might be a little surprising to hear. We'll go through all the names that made the list in the mid-season All-American team from CBS here in a minute on Locked On Big Ten. Before we get to that, though, our partners at Nissan have worked with us to create a new segment across the Locked On College Network titled Thrilling Moments, where we highlight the most exciting play from the Big Ten weekend. This week's thrilling moment is Blake Coram's 61-yard run in the third quarter off of a Penn State turnover to give Michigan a two-possession lead. They would never look back. That is the thrilling moment from the week. This segment has been inspired by thrilling new designs featured across Nissan's new lineup of vehicles. Pursue what thrills you in the all-new Frontier, Armada, or Pathfinder today. Available now at NissanUSA.com. Let's wrap up the show by looking at some All-Americans, or at least mid-season All-Americans. As we get halfway through the college football season, CBS has released a list of one player from each position, or at least each position in the starting lineup, to represent the All-American best player in their eyes throughout the first half of the season. And what may surprise you with how the Big Ten has played as a whole this year is that the conference actually leads the way. Even if the teams have not necessarily been all living up to the expectations, the individual stars in the Big Ten are still stars, and I don't think that was ever in doubt. However, the number of players that the Big Ten got on this list is kind of remarkable, especially on offense. All the running backs, all the wide receivers, and three offensive linemen on this All-America team from the Big Ten, as well as the quarterback, C.J. Stroud of Ohio State, of course, takes home that midseason All-American award, according to CBS. The two running backs, Michigan's Blake Corum and Illinois' Chase Brown. The two wide receivers, Emeka Egbuka and Marvin Harrison Jr., both out of Ohio State. That's the whole list of running backs and wide receivers. Running backs, wide receivers, quarterback, all of them, according to CBS, the best of the best coming out of the Big Ten. Other Big Ten nominees, center John Michael Schmitz of Minnesota, as well as offensive lineman Peter Skaronsky of Northwestern and Paris Johnson of Ohio State. Those are guys we had all talked about with preseason uh, award recognition as well. And on the defensive side of the ball, linebacker Jack Campbell of Iowa and defensive back Joey Porter Jr. of Penn State make the list. And of course, on special teams, the punter, Tory uh, Taylor of Iowa, is our mid-season All-American from CBS, too. That's in total. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11 players on this list out of the Big Ten. By far the biggest out of any conference in the country. And again, just an example of the Big Ten's individual star power shining through here because there are a ton of really, really good players, even if they're not all playing on the best of teams this year. 
That'll just about do it for us here today on Locked On Big Ten. A reminder, as always, to tune into Locked On Big Ten every weekday. We got you with everything that you need to know on what's going on around the conference and, of course, with the individual teams in it. Coming up on tomorrow's show, Jacob Rude is in to go over more from the preseason top 25. Why is it that the Big Ten had teams ranked so low, if ranked at all? We're going to get Jacob's thoughts on that tomorrow on the program. Until tomorrow, be sure to follow, subscribe, whatever you do on wherever you listen to your podcasts, and subscribe on YouTube. It's Locked On Big Ten, one zero at the end, not T-E-N, wherever it is that you get your podcasts, and on Twitter too. I'm Nate Dickinson, or at Nate with Sports on Twitter, and until tomorrow, this has been Locked On Big Ten.